Hello and welcome back to Big Bad Books, the podcast where I, Isaac, am contractually obliged to read Ready Player Two until the bitter <laughs> end. We are, I'm pleased to say, now this is exciting news, today we cross a threshold unlike any other. You're not saying we've reached 50%. Not quite. I'm not saying that. But by the end of the chapter, we will have ticked over, I think, into 50%. Because the chapter starts at 49%. um, And And after after eight pages, you're back on 42. (laughs) I'll just say this. If at the end of the chapter, we're not at 50%, I'm skipping the next chapter. (laughs) You have to find out about it yourself. The podcast is over. You can all just go and buy the book and read it your fucking selves. Honestly, please. (laughs) The whole... If, if if we get to the end of the chapter, we're not past fifty percent. Then the the show's motto: "We read them so you don't have to." Takes a wild turn. <laughs> it actually inverts. You have to tell us what happened because yeah. I won't read it anymore. Um, but anyway, we're at what the book calls 0013. Hi, I'm Isaac. By the way, this is Declan. Hello, I'm Declan. Hello. How you doing? Not bad. Yeah. I'm you know because I haven't had to read any Ready Player Two. Yeah. Um, I actually, I'm going to say I did. I did quite enjoyed this chapter i think it, it was it better than the chapter i believe it was the last one where it was just a description of 30 uh, levels the, of ninja warrior the ninja sega princess ninja, ninja sega princess. ninja sega um, ninja ninja sega maybe that's what this is right because we often we you and i were always talking about goddamn juxtaposition aren't we were always like yeah. going on about light Can't and shade and contrast and ups and downs it is it fucking rocks um and i guess that's what Ernest has done here. He was like, let me juxtapose one of the most boring chapters ever penned by a person mm. with a perfectly normal chapter that by contrast is elevated to the status of like, I read this and I was weeping. I was like, this is better than Nabokov. I, I have a different um, theory, which okay, that's is fine. Unfor- unfortunately spoilers alert Go on. for the movies, the prestige. Oh, okay. which is, you know how the Christian male character, yeah, it turns yeah. out the way he's able to do his tricks is that like, he's magic. He's a twin. What? Um, he's a twin and, and his, and his twin does the other half of all the stuff he does. Oh, but yes. then what it means is sometimes he's fucking his wife and sometimes due to work commitments, yeah, the yeah. twin has to fuck the wife instead. And she's yeah. like, Oh, I could always tell. I think Klein has a twin. And he oh. is contractually uh, obliged to write half the chapters. That's so he cool. he just comes in and is like, level one was the frog level, level two was the <laughs> level where I had to cross the street. Then and then obviously like Klein, Mario. Klein comes in and, you know, he's just fresh off the back of reading some Keats. Yeah. Uh, and he's like ready to bring, like bring the lyricism to the story. The lyricism and the references, I guess, as well. Yes, the, yeah, well, obviously. The depth the of references. reference. The um, let's just very quickly recap the last chapter. Um, I think I did. Go I on Wikipedia I... and look up the plot of the game Sega Ninja, <laughs> and that that's it. It was just they, they have to play that game to get the second shard. They did play the game. Can, can I say, the only thing I was surprised by, because while, while you were <clears throat> um, describing it last time, oh, yeah. uh, I, I will admit that I, I did stop listening a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, it was just... Um, it, well, the is idea it because I was painting the, such a word picture that well, you the got idea kind of lost in was, it? was too boring for comprehension. Oh. So I, what I did was I clicked on the Sega Ninja uh, Wikipedia. And you completed you, it. What I would say is, uh, actually, your description of the levels was more exciting than the real pictures of it. Because however, wow. however you were picturing it, it looks worse. That's cool. That's cool. It looks so, very bad. So well done, Klein. He's like punched it yeah. up. Yeah, exactly. Really <clears throat> more juxtaposition. Um, the only thing really worth remembering is, well, a couple of things. Not, first of all, um, our boy Wade, he easily beat this game. 
it was there was really no question it was ever going to be hard. No. And I'll tell you what bit of it he easily beat the best <clears throat> was the only the hardest bit, the end boss. He You're fucking joking. Sma- it, he didn't even describe the fight, as I recall. He just beat Some- the end boss. Some would say it's convenient. Others would say it's only natural. It's yeah, it's powerful prose, and it's it's the unexpected choice, which is what I always like about Klein. He always takes you down that road less travelled, because uh, very few writers wouldn't uh, explain, you know, the, what some would consider the main plot point in that chapter at all. The only other thing of note is that at the end, wow, wow, we've beaten the arcade game. He turned around. Remember, he's in the body of Kira Underwood. Um, and he was checking out his tits, wasn't he? He was, yeah. He was checking out uh, Kira yeah. up up and down. Um, and he turned around. And who did he see coming towards him from the crowd of NPC onlookers? Was it not a young Ogden Morris? It was only young Hot Og coming towards him, looking all dashing, I, I suspect. I don't know. Who would you cast as young Hot Og? Do you see him um, as an I... Ezra Miller type? What? <laughs> he's got that he's got that dog in him um, he's got that beat people up in hawaii vibe what they have who is is og in the movie ready play one um yeah yeah you know i think who, so let me look it up right who now plays him who would you guess it, who would you have cast um i know next to nothing about him he's I'm a beautiful old man jim broadbent that's actually such a good shout i think it's i think it's almost certainly worse than that uh let's have a look they can't have I written Og out because he, but he yet does not appear in the top build cast for some reason. So maybe, mm. yeah, maybe there wasn't. I'll, I'll so find we get out. to decide now. We're picking yeah. young Og before old Og. Yeah, which um, is good, right? Because if you see the Star Wars Academy, um, that's not what it's called. The Star Wars guys, Disney, that's them. They were <clears> like, oh, we, we realize now we should never cast young actors to play young versions of old characters yeah. which is a real like i've not seen solo but throwing, that feels like such a fuck you to that yeah. <laughs> to that one guy it's really yeah. mean um, um i'm gonna say this so we want someone who's got kind of like young nerdy energy but, but not not the charismatic kind more the sort of like the business side of it kind well uh, i i'm not quite sure i wonder if it's like a steve jobs wozniak dichotomy or i wonder because og is like Og is nicer. Like he's a more normal person, I think, yeah. than, than Mark Rylance. He seems to be hard as nails as well. Is he? Because he's well, because he's withstanding all that torture from the man whose name I can never remember. Who's called, oh like, Sorrento, Nolan Sorrento. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Um, God. Uh, so I'm thinking we want someone who you think could sort of like believably grow up to be like a bit hard, but also is maybe maybe sort of like fairly assured, but quite nice. So is maybe, it Ray Winston? I think <laughs> you have to play 12-year-old Oh, but wait. Oh, I'm thinking, what about Harry Styles? Wow. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's super in vogue, right? He's like, yeah. his mother is taking He's off, literally so. in vogue, I think. If we could get Harry Styles for this project, I think if that's not, If not, we'll settle for like Zayn Malik. <laughs> anyone. <laughs> we'll get anyone from one direction. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That would be huge, actually. Um, I'm still trying to find who played... Oh, oh wow. You'll never, you'll truly in a million years never guess who it was. It oh, was Mark Simon Hague. Pegg, played Ogden Morrow, who I think wow. inhabits none of the qualities you described. Wow. If I were Harry Styles and I grew up to look like Simon Pegg, I'd be <laughs> deeply disappointed. No offense, Pegg. He's got no a nice speaking on voice. Simon. Yeah, and it, yeah, I don't know. He's got that kind of cheeky, chappy quality. Yeah, which. So who oh, could play it? Who could play young, young Pegg? Peg. Hmm. Probably, um, no, there's no one. 
the little uh, boy who I, who was um it. the little boy in Charlie. Rambo, but like the lead one, not the one who not Will Poulter who went on to be very successful. I was going to say I, I think Will Poulter is probably who I was thinking of to be honest. I think Will Poulter's a bit a bit hench to be a young pig. He is now, but he wasn't before. So we just maybe we can starve him. That. We can yeah. do like, the old Hollywood we, star. We Christian Bale him. We Christian yeah, Bale him. Fuck yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I can't remember what we were talking about there. He we, turns oh, up. Was he's Og. there, isn't yeah, he? Og. He's right there. And the, we're going to pick digicade. up. We're going to pick up. Like you can imagine. F- well, there's a lot going on here. I'm sure you'll agree, Kira, because Wade is sort of like possessing her, like a demon might possess a Catholic yeah. schoolgirl uh, in any number of horror films from the 1980s. And what I think Wade is experiencing is like he's aware of what Kira's feelings are in these moments. But then on top of that, he's also got all his Wade feelings. It's, it must be difficult, don't you think? It, it's hugely difficult. And can Have I you got a lot ask, of empathy for Wade? Oh, sorry, none. Oh, okay. None. Just uh, to check he, in. He might be the least empathetic character in any major work of fiction. Ah. Right? At, least with, at least with Harry Potter, you were a bit like... He he has had it a bit shit, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Well, Whereas I mean, Wade, you say that, but Harry Potter, none of his aunts ever got crushed. Uh, one, one of them, them got, got blown up. <laughs> yeah, she just floated around for a bit. That's a treat. I call that an aunt delight. <laughs> um, but like, I suppose what you could say is that it was his fault that she got crushed. Mm. What I'm saying is he killed his aunt. Yeah, well, and then his only response true. was to fill a doll with so much cum as for it to mention a warrant to mention, <laughs> and in, then fill a spaceship least, with self same one reviews yeah. on on Goodreads. Um, so I, I don't really have a lot of sympathy. For That's him, fair. I mean, or to each their own. To each their own. To each. Their I own. certainly can't empathise because I haven't had any aunts crushed by caravan. Not yet. Uh, sorry, thank you. Yeah, fingers not, crossed. Not yet. Og looked like he looked like he was and, around. Oh, go on. Sorry, just one question. I didn't mean to interrupt. I meant to say it earlier. Um, he hasn't got the shard yet. Is that right? He hasn't got the shard yet. No, he was expecting. I, like, hang on, I've just Isaac, easily beaten this game. Isaac, you were doing a little wry smile. You're not saying that 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 this this is a thread that's going to be picked up by know. the chapter. Are I you? don't know. Oh. <laughs> let me just let me say this. If you're a shard fan, this one's yep. for you. This one's going out to you. <laughs> For all yes, my shard heads boy. out there. I actually am a shard yes. head. Yes. Get the bingo cards out. It's just the numbers I'm one to seven. I'm a head shard, baby. Let's go. Og looked like he was around 16 years old, about the same age he was when he met Kira for the first time at a local arcade when she moved to Middletown in the summer of 1988. Uh, and is that, can I just is that Middletown, Ohio? <laughs> yeah, familiar. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah. is. The very um, same. Why does Wade know uh, so much about what 16-year-old boys look like? Um, well, Wade used to be 16. He's, he's got well, to I mean, study. I mean, I mean, didn't we all? But, if you're uh, a gunter, you have to know exactly what age a teenager is. So they can't do you for it because you're not... they're all, <laughs> they're all people who push the law <laughs> to the very limits of acceptability. Mm, yeah. Well, I, I suppose, yeah, that is one way of looking at it. Do you think he had similar knowledge of how old Kira was in this? He knew straight away. He... Just by checking out. He took out. inventory and that was it. He yeah. knows. He knows, but like, like if someone tells you their age, you know, you know what their age is. But Wade knows it on a level that you and I could not comprehend. A spiritual level almost. It's like, it's a visceral level. He knows it in his bones. Yeah. He knows that, it in, in his marrow. Viscera, that's just the dirty spirit, isn't it? That's what they so say. He is like, the yeah. wet, goopy spirit. Yeah. Um, so Middletown, Ohio was where they met. No wonder this setting and the... Oh, this is so good. Okay, so within we are five lines into this chapter and already 
Klein is is reaching into the old. I mean, not even his back pocket. He's he's looking one centimeter down from wherever he normally looks to find the big box or the big button that he's got labeled retcon to just suddenly instill the fact that Wade's finding out new knowledge, but he he knew the knowledge already. He, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. It's new knowledge in scare yeah, quotes. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I mean <laughs> the details. I mean, fuck like, them. Come on. Like, no wonder this setting and scenario I was acting out both felt so familiar. I'd read about it seven or eight years earlier in Ogden Morrow's <laughs> best-selling autobiography, Og. <laughs> Why bother specifying its name? You if that's as good as it cunt. <laughs> You stupid cunt, Klein. You oh. are a waste of space. <laughs> <laughs> There that are so is, I have three questions about so, this sentence. I was so hoping for some kind of like pun. Yeah, like, just anything. You could have been like yesterday, today, tum, tomorrow. Yeah. Like, you know, like <laughs> tomorrow. It, like anything. No og. First observation is just, yeah, like how egregious. Like he seems to be getting more you know like a serial killer becomes empowered over time when yeah. you're not caught he's like taunting us <laughs> with how overt the yeah. fucking deployment of this method is the old wade. the old klein surprise wade found out something new but it didn't matter because he super knew it already wade is becoming more convenient by the day like, the, like also just the gap between him finding something out and finding out that he knew it already is is shrinking yeah. to the point that it's gonna like Overlap. Be imperceptible what, for the reader. What he's, what, what's going to happen is that in this chapter, he's going to know the other way that, that's going to happen in the future. <laughs> like that Doctor <laughs> Who episode, the, the one I, good Doctor Who episode that I really like. Do you know the one I mean? It's a story uh, midnight, that, it's called. I thought the one you liked was the one where people started repeating themselves. That's it, yes. But the, oh, the okay. way it works is like, first of all, the person repeats and then they're simultaneous and then she says it first. It's a cool idea. It's a cool, right. classic sci fi idea. Yeah, he's and gonna, maybe that's he, what he's playing with. Yeah, he's going to like, uh, like, be in a situation where he's sort of thinking about like, Oh my God. And I had to enter the password and I didn't know what it was, but then I remembered, of course the password was Morrow because in the next chapter, he tells me that the password <laughs> he, was Morrow. He's going re- to get so good at retconning. He's going to realize he's in a book. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a wild turn. In, if in Ready Player Two, Wade starts directly addressing the reader. Of course. I read it seven or eight chapters ago. <laughs> in is, the book, is, I'm in Ready Player Two. I read it in 0007.5 level four. I remember um, they deleted this guy for the Ready Player One movie. <laughs> <laughs> now the yeah, look, the vibe here is just he's just describing the information that he's already kind of told us, but in more detail that frankly serves no purpose other than to just plaintively justify um that oh no, look, this is new. We didn't know, for example, before that Og thought she was a quote unbelievably gorgeous girl. <laughs> I'm glad, oh. glad we got that little snippet from the diary. Um, he uh, previous previously we thought he married her, even though he thought she was very plain. <laughs> yeah, the it plays the the exact same card here when it's like you know it said she was hot. It said they met in an arcade and she was playing quote one of the toughest games there. But Og had never bothered to specify which local arcade it was oh. or the name of the game Kira had played. And other accounts had given conflicting information. But now I knew. <laughs> I'd never before heard of Middletown, Ohio. <laughs> Until <laughs> Now today. my favorite place. He, now I knew he'd met Kira here at Happy Time Pizza and that the game he'd watched her beat with one quarter was Sega Ninja, a.k.a. Ninja Princess. Every Sorry, time I he can't... mentions it, he has to specify that there are other names. 
I can't remember if I said this last time, but every time he says "Happy Time Pizza," I think it's the place from Pizzagate where they were had all the pedophiles <laughs> in the Comet, basement. Comet, Comet pizza. pizza. That's the one. He didn't capitalize the T in time this time, which is interesting. Mm. So it was just like "Happy Time Pizza." Like maybe the maybe <laughs> time modifies pizza rather than happy. Yeah. Um. So it is clear now to us. Um. But but I guess not fully to client satisfaction. So he does just specify even further. I was reenacting the moment Ogden and Kira Mori first met. And it's good yeah. to have those little, like, I, they're almost like annotations, but fuck having to, like, flip to the back or read a footnote. Like, just put that there to kind of summarize as you go. Mm. I have a feeling that if, when we did, like, GCSE and A-level and university English, if each chapter or even each paragraph had below it, like, a one-sentence summary of what that paragraph yeah. was about, well, that would be better for us and better for art. Across the Maybe board. they could come with the the sort of like similes already highlighted. And the references, of course. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, the references. Yeah, yeah. Well, if and if it's something complicated like Sega Ninja, Ninja Princess, the Ninja, yeah. like maybe like a Wikipedia link could be sort of Have written we, in. I think we've invented footnotes. We've we've invented like the Arden Shakespeare, but for Clyde. Really <laughs> um now there's an interesting interaction because I guess we're passingly aware of Halliday and Og's relationship. We were talking about it before. Like I think I described Mark Rylance's Halliday as like the weird one. And Og is Og is kind of nerdy, but he's got a bit more like about him. He's got he's less driven, I suppose, less single-minded, more able to kind of maintain a conversation. But we haven't seen them as teens like palling about. And this sentence that I'm about to read, for any of our sensitive listeners, like you might want to just skip ahead a couple of minutes here because okay. it's got a swear in it. That there's no two ways about it. And it Hang on you a know, minute. Like one of the bad ones. Well, it's not even that bad. And there have been, like they've said the F word in the book before, I think. No. Not often, but I seem to remember okay. there being a F word in there at least once. I think but I'd remember that. There's something, when I read this part, that just, I don't know, it just hits your ear in a quite like, ooh, unpleasant sort of way. I think you'll see what I mean when I read it. I'm ready. Og, so... Og and Kira, Og has approached Kira, who's just like one. And this must be, you know, this takes quite a lot of courage from Og. He's like, this is the most beautiful guy I've ever seen. And she's just shown that she's like a master of the thing I love. So we, you know, we've got that in common. Let me see. Yeah. Um, he he walked over to congratulate Kira, but then his socially inept shadow, Halliday, had interrupted them to ask Og for a ride home. This is Wade remembering it from the book. Um, sorry, I keep getting phone calls. Um he always waited until the last possible moment to return to his troubled home. So Og knew his friend didn't really want to leave yet. Halliday right. was attempting to cock block him. And there was something about that phrase, what cock block that I didn't like. No, very it's much. not. It, it's asterisked out though, right? It's, That's I, I'm, I'm really sorry to have to tell you this. Cause I know you're, I know you're quite sensitive to this kind of thing. It's the word cock. It's It's hyphenated. If that's what you were hoping cock hyphen block. Um, is um, that good or or not so much? That's really not good. Can you just uh, like uh, again? I hate to say this because you know I know that it's it, it impinges on everyone's sensibilities. Go on, just read it again. I just I need that sense of shock again. He always waited until the last possible moment to return to his troubled home. That's Halliday. So Og knew his friend didn't really want to leave yet. Halliday was attempting to cock block him, so to sort of block Og's hypothetical, in this case, digital cock. Um, from wow. from proceeding any further into this interaction, I guess is what what, he's what I'll say is I, I'll say that the you know the the reference to the male member 
Yeah, in in that sort of way, it it, it is foul. It, it is obscene. It's sort of dehumanizing. Um, it is, but I, I will also say that it's um it's interesting that he uses that phrase, which um I would say that most of polite society has sort of dropped, uh because mm. it because it some have said that it it sort of um you know creates a, a feeling of entitlement to it was a different whatever time the cop was seeking. It? Well, it, it was Middletown, Ohio. Middletown, Ohio. You, it was you full get away with anything. <laughs> Hi, the teenage Og said. Oh, I'm Og, and you, you're amazing. I can't believe you defeated Sega Ninja on one quarter. This is the first time any of us have seen anyone do that. Way to go. Sorry, so can I just, uh, just for my safety, because we've already had some filth so far, if the thrust of the chapter is that that Wade, <laughs> as Kira, has to suck him off to get shot, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm turning off. Here's like, your shard. <laughs> Here's your shard, Wade. Og somehow knows that it's Wade piloting Kira. He does a slow motion wink. Um, they do a high five. And I think, like, I get the impression it's never really stated. He doesn't sort of pin himself to what is going on here. But it has the war games energy of... I was of, about to ask, like, yeah. He, it seems like he has to reenact. Well, it was exactly only seven or eight happens. years ago that he read about this yeah, in so he'll probably like, know best-selling about autobiography, Og. Yeah. So he, he probably remembers step for step exactly what happened, like a like a well-choreographed dance. They do a high five, or, like, Og puts his hand out and Wade, like... <laughs> this is such a stupid example to have chosen to to get across the idea that he's having to, like think through the interaction because i think if someone puts their hand up to high five it's like an automatic process but wade is like it took a second before i realized he was offering me a high five i love the idea that he's doing one of those what were they called the the like uh like pick your story games what were choose they your own adventure yeah but pick no, no, no. story that you know the no, no no the ones like the walking dead one and the batman one no, it was the telltale games the telltale, telltale yeah, games yeah. where like olga's got his hand up and like wade's got this like there's th- four yeah, choices yeah. in front of just like slap hand, go low, <laughs> walk away, <laughs> flash. <laughs> just yeah. like those are his four options. This is a great sentence. So, you know, they high five and as, and then they sort of lock eyes and Wade feels, I guess, Kira's heart start to beat faster. But, you know, it's kind of mixing up. Once again, he's playing with whose heart is it? Whose heart is it really? Person. Who's, who's like, you know, whole body is it? Like, because yeah. Wade well, owns. Wade's. He owns everything. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, well, that, yeah, yeah. It's not called the Oni for nothing. Um, here's just a really shit sentence. My skin began to tingle with what felt like invisible tendrils of electricity. I don't, when I feel things, I don't have a sense of their visibility. But you're saying it wasn't. to do with seeing. You're saying um, it wasn't visible tendrils of. No, well, it felt like invisible tendrils. Maybe it was visible tendrils of electricity. Yeah, it felt like invisible tendrils, but, but I could never see them. <laughs> they were blue. There were eight of them. Tiny they were. That's, that's the same school as like, I could almost taste the the, the of of shit writing. Uh, And then he follows up doubling down with, this was a sensation I was familiar with. Just, just in case, in case like you read that and you're like, that's weird. That doesn't describe human experience. No, no, no. I have this all the time. And it is you reader who are wrong. Um, So, he thinks a little bit about what Og, because we remember Og's already got this second shard. So Og's already done all this. And he's yeah. like, wow, this must have been weird for Og. And he's like, the only upside of it is that he's only using one <laughs> of those. This must have been weird for Og when he had to suck himself up to get <laughs> Yeah, it must have. Um, no, one Og... he's, no one he's refusing to cooperate with anymore. <laughs> he fears for his, for his like, very mind. <laughs> um og it says at least he'd been spared all the physical sensations which does seem to set that, <laughs> that idea up exactly because og is in like an old-fashioned rig 
No, he's he's choice. a bit like uh, Art Threemus. He doesn't yeah. go in the Oni. He just goes to the Oasis, whatever the fuck it's called. Thanks, Og, I heard myself say with Kira's voice and in her British why accent. She, why is she Hermione? I didn't remember that she was British, so I've really lent into Oh, it. like she literally is. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm Karen Underwood, but my friends call me Kira. I felt my head nod in the direction of the Sega <laughs> oh, Ninja Oh, sorry. I thought you were saying she was 16, not 60. <laughs> <laughs> we have this game in one of the shops near my parents' flat back home in London. But over there, it's called Ninja Princess, not Sega Ninja. Why does he keep <laughs> oh, doing this? Is oh, it going a, to be important? That, it's like, a callback, just like Harry Hill does. It's a callback to three <laughs> paragraphs earlier, which in turn is a callback to a whole chapter or two chapters of equivocating yeah. and reiterating that this is a get. Like, I get it. You, if you tell me this game has multiple names once, I'll remember yeah, that. I remember that, yeah. And, well, and but maybe it's, consider it's funny. you don't need to tell me even once. If it's not but it's far, funny that like back in London, it's called one thing and here in Middletown, Ohio, it's called, called something else. God. It's just a, cr- <laughs> it's a mad, mad world. <laughs> That's what I feel when I read What that. could happen next? It's, it's yeah, so, it's so funny it's that like, this is literally a universe in which like, and I don't mean to say this lightly, literally anything could happen. Yeah. And we've had three chapters about something that already did happen, and it was very boring. <laughs> it was boring the first time, and now that we've reimagined it. It was boring when it by happened. By which I just mean imagined it again. Yeah, it's very boring when it happened 50 years ago from where we are now. Yeah. It's very boring us hearing about it now, and it would be even more boring in another like 50 years hence when this is set or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's incredible stuff. Over there, it's called Ninja Princess, not Sega Ninja. I felt the corner of my mouth curl into a smirk. Then I added, I guess American boys don't like to play with girls. Yes, we do, Og replied immediately. Then he only turns red because he realises there might be a kind of sex connotation to what he said. Uh, I mean, we're not against playing games with girls. Video games, that is. If Og knew the word video, he would have said it there. That have a girl main character like this one here. And then he pats the arcade cabinet which is yeah. which is an odd thing to do yeah um strange. og is just looking fucking like do do nerds, do nerds um Fuck. refer well we know they do yeah. at least three or four and they times strangle with so their i hear <laughs> um do they do do they refer to physical video games as women a bit like Oh, rich for men refer sure. To I don't know that, but I again, like, like, like Wade, I yeah, know like, that. yeah, or like, or like they refer to guys like, yeah, she's got three hundred yeah. horsepower in her, just yeah. like, but like, just some guy slapping the I side put of a, a whole lot of quarters like, in her in this <laughs> so in this, in this fine lady, <laughs> this sexy <laughs> little fuck. I tell piece. you what. This dame and I, we spent more time together than my shoved wife. my dick up that coin slot so many times, it's turned square. Bobby, you ruined it. Bobby, you ruined it again. <laughs> just goes too far. Um, now, from what, again, is just very cinematic sort of framing of this whole thing, like Mark Wright, no, I can't keep saying Mark Rylance, Halliday appears, like 17-year-old Halliday appears like behind Og. And yeah. as he does, the arcade sound system skipped forward Try and this is might be some subtext. See if can you can I, analyze. Let's say in our in our movie version of this, I I'm really attached to the idea that Og is is played by Harry Young Og is played by Harry Styles, yeah. but young Young Halliday is played by like de-aged Mark Rylance. Like they just not even like, de-aged, get, just Mark just, Rylance in <laughs> school uniform. They just yeah, looking like With a lot of out of ACDC. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be really good. Instruct him not to change his voice. He's holding a comically large lollipop. 
He's like those little lads in the Lollipop Guild. The Lollipop League, my mistake. Oh, gee, I'm here to cock block you. <laughs> um, the sound system skipped forward from Jesse's Girl, which you may remember was what was playing oh, last time. Oh, and I yeah. think it had a big connotation that I don't recall. And it's only It was a reference. Changed... That was a reference, let me tell you. If that was a reference, try this one of size. It's changed to a song called Obsession by Animotion. And Wade astutely says, I knew that couldn't be a coincidence. And it's that wow. kind of attention to detail that makes Wade <laughs> I, the greatest I, detective in the world. I knew it couldn't be a coincidence because I'm actually just Ernest Klein and I wrote the book. <laughs> <laughs> if you just write, I knew that couldn't be a coincidence after anything happens in your book, yeah. then you get, you get away with it. It's wow, like, just like, then Wade knew exactly what he needed. I knew it, it couldn't be a coincidence. It's it's literally, it's like uh, someone that we've already spoke about on this podcast, a parallel we've drawn to, to Klein. Oh, yeah. Um, the the whole elon musk thing today of like tweeting in the coming months people are going to say some very weird things about About me like some bad prediction they're like and then strangely like naught but a few hours later it turns out that there's all these credible uh sexual assault allegations coming out crazy it's a coincidence yeah i knew that couldn't be a coincidence wade might say well he is a prophet now wade and, and musk of course og is like Halliday's trying it again. He's like, oh, oh, take me home, Og. I don't want you to fuck this girl, this Brit. Um, I want her. Uh, yeah, that is the vibe entirely. Yeah. And Og is like not having it. And fair play to Og here. Like, I think I think we'll get Harry Styles to do like a little, you know, that little smirk he can do, Harry Styles. Yeah. And maybe like he'll look down and a bit of long hair will go in his face. And, he'll, and like, he's wearing a dress. And he's wearing a dress. And he says, he's like, let me handle this. And he takes, he's like, I'm not driving you home. You fucking dick. I'm trying to talk to this hot Brit. Yeah. And he throws a crumpled dollar at Halliday. And it's like, oh. just change that into quarters and fuck off is effectively. Amazing. His I mean, he's, he's, he's staying cool, right? He's handling it. It's like yeah. the equivalent of someone who can shake hands and like pass a tip over like Richard in friends. That's cool. I like it that is a lot. fucking cool. It's fucking cool. I um, didn't realize that about this odd character. Like that's changed my yeah, whole. He's a chad. He should have been yeah. called Chog. He's a giga chat. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been his autobiog's name. And he always refers to himself <laughs> in the third person. It should have just been autobiography. Like that was the name. <laughs> that's that's yes. such an obvious choice. It took us it took us a total of uh, about 30 minutes of yeah. workshopping to come up with about 12 better ideas. No! Halliday shouted, suddenly furious, stomping his foot down like a toddler preparing to throw a tantrum. When his shoe made contact with the ground, Og and all of the other NPCs vanished, <gasps> leaving me alone with the 17-year-old James Halliday. Uh, da, 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 da. That's a terrifying bum, way to bum, phrase da, that. Da, da. Yeah, it is. Really I was really good. worried when I read this. Uh, like, anti-trigger warning. He's not about to, like, force Kira oh, okay, into, a, okay. into some sort of coercive marriage. Okay, um, not only do the NPCs vanish, and in fact, sort of more importantly than that, the first thing you'd really notice in real life is the next sentence, and in the same instant... Our surroundings changed too. So it's less that mm. people vanished and you're left alone with James. It's more that we got teleported to a different place. Somewhere else, yeah. And in fact, that is how, like, just, I don't want to labor this point, but if this happened, the experience of it from your perspective is we teleported, yeah, not, not the people vanished. Everyone disappeared and, and you wouldn't changed. believe it. We were somewhere yeah, else. <laughs> it's, it's really silly. Um, it's just bad. Now, also what happens... Oh, <laughs> Go that's on. actually so criminally stupid. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's quite so like low key, like just massively dumb. Just like, and and then suddenly, what happened was I was I was standing on the side of the road, 
And then suddenly, what was that? the cars were going the other way, and the houses were behind me. It's like, oh, you crossed the road. <laughs> no, you crossed the road. <laughs> and in the same instant, the side of the red I was on changed too. Someone started beeping their horn at me. Um, they have travelled. Their the surroundings changed specifically from this beautiful arcade, which is now uh, happy time as one word. Um, yep. And I guess he just, you know, just types it different each time, which fair Why play, not? that's fun. Well, that, well, that's it's the different brother. It's the nature it's the of memory Klein. as well, isn't it's it? It's the other like, Klein doing that's it, That's yeah. what Klein's talking about here. They're in the throne room, like they're in a live action version of the boss fight that he previously didn't describe at all. And I guess yeah. now you're thinking, okay, this is why, because we're actually going to have this fight again, but now in a kind of metaphorical realm, situated in live action uh, space. That's exactly I'm, what I'm thinking. I'm so glad you're not going to disappoint yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're super hyped. Um, the teenage Halliday morphed into the masked, black-clad ninja Kazamaru, who, to my eyes, and, and tell me if you get this, looked exactly like Shokosugi in Revenge of the Ninja back in 1983. Do you uh, see that? Well, that well, that's clarified it. You know, you know when people say in my mind's eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, well, yeah, that. Have you got it in your in your mind's eye? That's exactly that's great. it. That's great. Um, now he looks down at himself again because he just probably wants to check out what's going on. And he's like, hang on a minute. I've changed and all. I could see that I was no longer wearing Kira Underwood's face. I hate that sentence. Um, especially what? when you were driving. What? Body. Um, yeah. Best to ignore. That's that. it, like serial killer lift, stuff. Isn't it? it's yeah. Like That's really weird. I wasn't wearing her face and I got me knob facts. My, well, no, he didn't. My avatar had changed into a okay. live action representation of Princess Karumi, who is the protagonist oh, okay. of, you know, um, Sega Ninja? You might know. I it heard Ninja it Princess. was Ninja Sega. The, uh, also, like, get your mind's eye ready for this one. The creator of this simulation, as well as making them look like Princess Karumi, which I had to stop reading briefly here because it seemed like two different things at the same time. So as well as looking like Princess Karumi, the creator of this simulation had chosen to make me look exactly like Elsa Young in uh, you know, challenge of the Linda, uh, challenge of the Lady Ninja uh, from 1983. No, remember that one? Um, no, no one does. It's um, also from 1983 because the other one. Oh, was okay. 1983 oh, well. That's probably a, that. Maybe this is set in 1983. Reference. That's it. Um, when he says, "Whoever made this," are, are we are we supposed to believe that it was anyone other than Halliday? Um, no, don't think so. Oh, okay. I don't know why he's being vague about it because it's yeah. we know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, unless there's okay. a twist later on. Um, so yeah, so <laughs> it's all a coma dream. <laughs> we've got Halliday, who is now one. He's the evil ninja. We've got Wade, who is Kira, who is a ninja, who is also a real lady from a, an actress from a 1983 film. That is quite complicated, kind of metaphysical state of being. Um, we claim her castle and face her imposter. Shoto recited, "This is it. Kick his ass, princess." I nodded. And now you're you're probably hearing like the drums, like if you were scoring. There's this, a coliseum this is you're like, kind of rising dum, up. Dum, yeah. Dum, 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 dum. I nodded, then lunged forward <clears throat> and did as Shoto instructed. I kicked Kazamura's ass. Wow, <laughs> that is good. That is good. Thank God we finally got to see this classic scene. This reminds me of, I think I think I've said before about on um, on our other podcast. That's a shame. Oh yeah, um, you know what? That's a shame. Is that at shame.city slash what? Uh, <laughs> I don't <shame>. know. <laughs> Who fucking knows? Yeah, yeah maybe. Like Whatever. Um, so, uh, but I when I used to teach English, um, I had uh, a year seven class, and I set them a task. We we'd studied the poem "The High Women," mm. 
and they had to <clears throat> their little like assessment at the end was that they had a creative writing task where they had to write a letter from the perspective of the high woman writing to Bess yeah. explaining like you know why he's been away coming up with you know excuses just putting her mind at ease you yeah, know yeah, all yeah. this sorts of stuff and there was um one kid who decided you know him being a highwayman uh the the highwayman that is not the kid yeah yeah um, <clears throat> that he was that he was going to write about a big robbery that he'd done um i feel like you know he didn't have a lot of respect to this kid for the highwayman because he considered him someone who would just out himself in evidence that anyone could use to prosecute him. Yeah. Um, but he decided to go for it anyway. And he, you know, started as a dear best, hope you're well, all of this, hope this letter finds you well. Um, and described in like the minutest of detail, the King's carriage. He was robbing the King. Uh-huh. Like it's a big, that's, it's a big, that's sport. a big like, bust, isn't it? It was the ocean's 11 of its day. Yeah. Um, and he described in all this detail, you know, the carriage and the horses and the driver and whatnot. And he spent so much time doing that, that the, the test was coming to an end. And so it like, he described it all. And then he went, anyway, I jumped down and robbed the King Lots of love <laughs> from the highwayman. <laughs> That's and, that's a, and I just like, had to do a lot of like some lovely description, best love, interesting pacing. Yeah, <laughs> like, that is very good. Uh, but like, I mean, that's literally this. Like, I looked exactly like you know this particular ninja from this particular movie, and yeah. also strikingly exactly like a different ninja, which <laughs> which does feel a bit racist if I'm going to say. Just saying, like, ninjas I, are alike. I looked like this ninja and also looked exactly like this other ninja. Yeah. Here we were, we were going to do it. And, and so we did. I did. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, he was prepared for a brutal fight, but there wasn't one, and he easily beats him, as you as oh, you good. come to expect from Wade. But the last, so the last liver of his life bar turned red, but he didn't die. Instead, mm. the manly, black-clad ninja master abruptly fell to his knees and began to cry. Then pff, vanished Whoa. in a cloud of smoke <gasps> a few seconds later. Fuck. When it dissipated, I saw. The second shard floating yes! there in front of me. This is a great bit of pacing as well, because it feels like he just had other plans. Yeah. <laughs> like the writing this was getting in the way of dinner or something. So he's like, I reached for it. You know, let's just remind ourselves the shards are the goal of this narrative. He's they been building the whole up thing. to this shard this is for one two seventh yeah. of, of the whole thing. And if we think about it another way, it's one sixth of all that remains. Yeah. I reached for it. Wondering if I was about to experience another flashback in scare quotes. And as my fingers wrapped around it, he just does experience another flashback. Oh, that's good. So we don't actually really get anything about the shard. Like, we don't know how he feels to get it. We don't know, like, you know, how it feels in his hand. Right. We're just straight away yanked into a little flashback. Now, this flashback's very dull. But he's back inside Kira's body. Og's there. He can't get enough. There's a grassy hill. It's moonlight. They're overlooking Middletown skyline in the distance. I can't imagine Middletown had much for skyline. And mm-hmm. Og is putting a necklace in his hands or her hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and he whispers, I love you uh, for the first time. Og had written about this moment in his autobiography. What's that called? Uh, it's called Og, OG. But he hadn't described it in any detail or given the time and place it occurred, which is a complete just rehash of the thing he said the last time yep. Yep. he had an experience. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I felt my body starting to tremble as Kira reacted to what her future husband had just told her. And then I was back inside my own avatar skin. So that's the end of the other kind of flashback, I guess. Cool. I, I, and, you know, we didn't want it to overstay its welcome. Like we no, sometimes no, accused no, Brian no. of waiting for too long. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I'm glad he didn't do that here. Indeed. So 
in his hand, he has this blue crystal, nearly identical to the first one. Doesn't explain yeah. in what way it's not identical. Um, and they're all like, oh, yeah, we did it. Great. Why would Halliday want you to kill the teenage version of himself? Shoto asks. Um, and they wonder briefly if it's like a sort of self-hatred thing. Um, but then don't really explore that any further. They don't, they, they, you don't need to know. It's on a need sure. to know basis. Yep. On the second shard, now get ready. There is another riddle, another riddle. puzzle. Oh, God. We haven't and even it, decided what the last one meant yet. And I tell you what, I'm not going to let you decide yet because I think it's time for some interstitial content. <sighs> what do we have that today? Perfect. So um, we have something interesting for once. Uh, no, I'm joking. Of course, everyone loves the interstitial content. We've had yeah, so yeah. many emails, haven't we, saying like just what too, great Well, things. too many to read. That's why What I great things I'm doing. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but I found something and I suppose we've got to make a decision. I, I've sort of alluded to this before to you um we've got to decide quite what to do with it um i i'm thinking this could be some bonus content i'm thinking this could possibly be our next big bad book although unfortunately it's not that big okay um so i'm thinking that it might be that for a little while this is going to be a a running piece of interstitial content ah that's exciting so let me start this by asking you isaac um and of course we know that there is only the the one answer um what is the best the best book ever written the bible no. is the greatest story ever told no i suppose no, the no. greatest story ever told is not necessarily the best book ever written I'm, okay like what i mean is like you know if ever something happens in the world or society yeah, yeah. and you're like this is just like 1984 you're absolutely George right. Orwell's 1984 but yeah. now now you see the thing about 1984 what some people don't realize is it was not written in 1984 hang on it was actually written in 1948 what so he swapped the he swapped them around and it was like a sort of future thing and he was mm. doing he was doing a sort of prediction yeah and as we can all agree every single word came true all of them yeah every single one so but, sometimes it's too true i think to myself but, but one thing that i think we've all been missing is the fact that hang on a minute this was written in 48 about 84 we're in 22 we can't just keep harking back to a prediction about a past that has already become. You're saying we need a new, we need a sequel. I'm not saying we need one. I'm saying we have one. Wow. Okay. And the sequel, it's not, it's more of a sort of, it's more of a spiritual successor. Right. I would say it's called Gulag Caledonia. Okay. Okay. Let me pitch it to you. Yeah. By reading this blurb this is gulag caledonia by doctor that's doctor bruce I, scott okay fair enough it's caledonian which, scott I just which i just can't that. believe like he is i'm pretty sure scottish and like bruce scott it's a fake like name. does just feel like it's bruce highlander it? scott yeah <laughs> scott mcshortbread <clears throat> a story of a dystopian future scotland set in 2050 whoa now it's now the thing about Scotland in 2050 is it's been ravaged by some things. What things? Stru- let, tell, give me your thoughts on the first two here. Okay. Globalism. Oh yeah. Well, that's already taken its toll. And gender politics. Oh my god! You can't move for it on the high. But then follow it up with this triple whammy: cultural Marxism. No way. Biosecurity surveillance and eco-totalitarianism. That last one's quite 
distinct from the rest like the the most of them in fact you know are, depending on what he means by the last one or you can't really ravage something with concepts like all of these i was no, hoping no. one of them was going to be like bees or robots. no no uh, no no gen but like gender politics that's pretty much like i that's suppose worse that is than bees a, that's yeah it's a kind of intellectual wildfire so yeah it's a shame isn't it and this and did this it stay is- above hadrian's wall exclusively like it hasn't trickled down well, we don't know quite yet. We don't know quite yet. Let me, okay. let, let's get through some more of this. So this is the story of David separated from his wife and children by the state. By gender politics. So like, it's amazing that like, if you had to, if you had to like characterize the sort of guy who would write a novel like this, Divorced. the proper like, <laughs> she's taken the wins yeah. from us. And within the first line, the character yeah. has, has had this exact thing. Also it, taken, taken from his wife and kids by the state just sounds like he's in prison. Yeah. Well, like, well, let me tell you, he basically is, oh right? God. His father, missing. The prison of critical race theory. His father, missing, taken by the state years earlier, leaves a huge void in his life. Yeah, David man. has been fired from his post as a post-doctorate researcher at St. Andrews University. Oh, for what the, gave Dr. Bruce Scott that idea? For, for, the, for the, scare quotes, hate crime of voicing supposedly misogynistic views via his research findings. <laughs> <laughs> this, this i mean have you looked into the author i don't want to preempt anything but can can we get any little hints as to whether this I'll, is i'll tell you some stuff about dr okay, bruce okay. scott in a minute we'll, we'll we'll touch on dr bruce scott but i don't want to blow it all now yeah, you yeah, know yeah. um the story finds him and isaac tell me if you can imagine anything more horrible Go on. the the story finds him on digital universal basic income Oh no! Living, just giving you Bitcoin. Living in a soulless tower block in the suburbs of Glasgow, where no real community exists. Really, the mm. Scotland of 2050 is essentially an open prison, wow. where people are controlled, barred from the countryside, and who have little hope of escape from the totalitarian system. Why are they barred from the countryside? <clears throat> I wonder. David is summoned to the State Department of Work and Wellbeing. Now imagine that. You don't you wouldn't want a government who were thinking about well-being, would you? Fuck that. Um That's he's, he's assigned to a compulsory six-month work and well-being placement at the protein factories on the remote outer Hebrides yes, of Scotland. Yes, yes. What follows is a descent into reminiscence of his long-lost father, his childhood, and philosophical and religious reflections, which Hello. act as a critique of the time. It's good to it's good to specify, like to tell us the themes that they're going to. By the way, there are some themes in this book, and here they are. And they're going to act as a critique of the time. So, um, Doctor Bruce Scott, he is on Twitter. You can find him uh, at Doctor Bruce Scott. Um, psychoanalyst is his mm, job. Okay. Um, so, uh, did he, he find any? Did he get any misogynistic findings in his research that led to him losing a university post? Now, I've decided not to quite delve that deep just okay. yet because, just like I said, I don't want to go. I'm not so saying far, that but... did happen. I'm just saying it wouldn't surprise me if that were the case. But he did uh, 11 hours ago share an article um, to be or not to be in the new COVID 19 Brave New Normal. Oh yeah, um, that was that was published on. Tell me if this is an institution you've heard of, the Center for Male Psychology dot com. Uh, that's my homepage. Um, <laughs> tragedy of our times, he said. The lack of male courage in the face of tyranny, COVID nineteen restrictions, masks on children, vax passes, vax pushed on pregnant women, eco totalitarianism. Just dropping that, oh, that one in there again. I don't know what he World means Health Organization treaty slash WEF infiltration. Fucking mute. Wef. They should hang their heads in 
shame he said wow i mean he's right like if we don't stomp down on this today you and i will be first in line for the protein factory that's it we'll be out there like day one i'm not Uh, sure what they're doing but it sounds bad well, don't worry, it's not going to be good. So um, some more about the author. He's a psychologist and psychoanalyst living in Scotland. Huge. He works in a private practice in Edinburgh and is the author of Testimony of Experience, Dr. Ignorantia, and the Philadelphia Association Communities. Boring. Um, so you can find him. And I thought what I'd do is um, I just, for this for this little teaser, rather than breaking into the story itself, I'm, I'm just going to go through some of the preface for you. Oh, yeah, perfect. Um, because here's the thing. It's one of those fun things where the preface um, is written as if the Scotland of 2050 is real. Yeah, which, I mean, it, it's not you far don't, off. What you wouldn't want to do is have to do the world building in the story it's better to just get all get the stuff the you want to say out the way beforehand yeah, yeah, yeah. and then just like dive right in. For sure. So let me tell you some stuff about the, the Scotland of 2050. Um, tell me, I suppose my, my question to you for this is how do you think Dr. Bruce Scott sees himself? Who okay. do you think he sees I'll himself as? In, mind. in the year 2050, some 60 years after the collapse of the Iron Curtain, the supposed fall of communism, the warnings to the West from the great Alexander Solzhenitsyn had gone unheeded. The West had indeed forgotten God. Whoa, fuck. That's how it opens. That's powerful stuff. That is a huge claim. That was a big, big opener. Um, It turns out that, you know, it had on the surface since the sexual revolution of the 60s and a flurry of Marxist intellectual activity, it seemed like, you know, stuff was going great. Um, but he says again, it had forgotten God. Oh, he's reiterating that point already. He said that. Cool. Then the ne- that's the second paragraph. Then the third paragraph is about how the age of sexual freedom, in scare quotes, <laughs> coupled with internet access, brackets, which included unlimited availability of pornography, yeah. was a destructive force which ate away below the surface, deep in the soul. And you'll never guess what it did. It, it sowed the seeds of the forgetfulness of God. No way. Yeah. You've got three, every paragraph has contractually to include the forgetfulness of God. Pretty much, yes. That's really cool. Um, so it turned out that this forgetfulness had reached very far. Parents had given up their most precious gift. That's right. Their children. No. To be corrupted on every level with indoctrination in sexual matters, level. e.g. masturbation. Oh, No. Um, I'm not saying and, teenagers are going to find out about that, are you? And worse than that, polyamory. Oh, goodness. I know. Um, so it turns out that this was, you, and you'll never have seen this coming. But here's another problem that Dr. Bruce Scott identifies. More importantly, the corruption involved pernicious gender ideology, which inculcated into children as young as four or, or five that they could change sex. And parents in their forgetfulness dutifully went along with it, were even proud of it, and some even coerced their children to transition and broadcasted this with glee on social media platforms. Wow. The delusion reached so deep like a hypnosis, and gender activists would try and convince the world, and themselves no doubt, that doctors assigned the sex of children by announcing at the birth if it was a boy or a girl. And people went along with this. As they had forgotten God. First they came for the gender <laughs> ideologists. Imagine imagine this last sentence. And people went along with this as if they had forgotten God, semicolon. Mm. Two plus two 
really did equal five. Oh my god, they're getting yeah. some of that guy's the the what's his name Terryology involved. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they should collab. You would believe fifty Terryology is what <laughs> is the only thing on the curriculum apart Marriage. from gender. Marriage, family, and heteronormativity all came under sustained attack <clears throat> in many guises. That's Damn. the thing. They, they came they from get. every angle. Um, it turned out that, uh, you see, parenthood had been expanded and accepted to include, God, I can't even believe I'm saying it, many different types of family, including same-sex parents. And this is um, by 2050 this has happened. By 2050 this is going on. That, the near future. <laughs> um and then there's a really funny thing where he says, well, including same-sex parents, e.g. two women, two men, trans pa- transgender parents, etc. Which, like, to me, it just reads like, he, A, he thinks that's one couple. But it also sounds like a like a greasy spoon breakfast order. Yeah, I'll have uh, two, two men, two women, uh, two trans people. Yeah, yeah. It's, and a it's not a complicated. It, it didn't need clarification or explanation. I, no, no. Like, no uh, yeah, same-sex parents, two men, or get this. <laughs> yeah. Of course, silly. in such cases, a third party would be needed to actually create the child, he says, like in a kind of like snidey way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he goes on about that. Apparently, that that was bad. Um, uh, oh yeah, then there's a there's a great uh, sentence here, especially given that he claims to be a psychoanalyst. Um, it said here, parenthood was placed at such a premium that politicians proudly declared he's doing fucking alliteration, Pen, alliteration yeah, isn't it? Proudly declared that it should be encouraged to normalize and make acceptable fatherless children, ignoring the evidence that fatherless children had the most problems. Brackets, psychologically speaking. Do you hear me, Sarah? More problems. Now let me see them on their birthday. Bring them back, woman! (laughs) Um, Even more macabre developments of these godless times involve the issue of abortion. Leave the body. Are you are you are you noticing a theme? Yeah. <laughs> Who who's missing from the Scotland of twenty fifty? Yeah. It's the big it's man sad, himself. They've chased him right out of the sky. There were scenes of celebration after the Irish abortion referendum in twenty seventeen, where many women, brackets and men, were screaming and had tears of joy running down their faces when they learned that they had won the right to kill an unborn child. <laughs> Fuck me. And then so he says that, and then the next sentence. Uh, you know, just to hammer home, in other Western countries, there were debates about the need to be able to abort children, brackets, i.e. kill children. Uh, this man's so <laughs> stupid. Like, he he can't... I think one of the big signs of someone who's really stupid is that they can't tell what you will understand from what they've said. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. He, he can't imagine what it's like to get this, but it's, in, this sentence for the first time. But it's a specifically... It's a specific form of stupidity that belongs only to people who think that they are extreme intellects. It's like, what I'm saying is so complex that I will have to reiterate it. Same-sex couple, it means man-man, for example. By the way, just a reminder, there's no God. He's gone. God is gone. No one remembers him. He's honestly the least forgotten character in the book so far. Yeah. (laughs) Coming up in every other sentence. (laughs) Yeah. Um... So then he, then, like, you wouldn't believe it, psychoanalyst Bruce Scott, he goes on a rant against mental health culture. No. That's bad, yep. Um, he he seems to, <laughs> he seems to lament the fact that um, uh, you know, many of the left were encouraged by historical developments from the 1960s for the likes of anti-critical psychiatry movement to make mental health treatment more humane and ethical. Lobotomies and electroshock became rare or even obsolete. 
What, he mental wants, health hospitals he wants were closed. A Scotland that's full of lobotomies. Is that <laughs> men's dream? Yeah, and mental. No one be able to remember God. Just half their brains hanging out. <laughs> and imagine, imagine a more horrifying future than this. Mental health hospitals were closed to be replaced with quote care in the community. Stop. <laughs> Not tru- my Scotland. It truly was Not an in open my air. Name. It truly was an open air prison full of care in the community. The you de- said there was no community in there. <laughs> The development leading on from this was a huge industry with the birth of new psychiatric diagnoses and new drugs to treat those diagnoses. This is diagnoses. just too boringly specific to his domain. Like, <laughs> yeah. he's completely dispensed with any idea that this is a general critique. What, this, this is just a man who's annoyed about one boring, wrong take on psychology as a field. This is, this is the thing is that, like, he reminds me so much of Klein in the way that he writes. Like, yeah, this the, is... the constant reference to, like, Middletown, Ohio. Like, do you remember that we're in Middletown, Ohio? Yeah. Do you remember the robes of Anorak? The robe, Anorak's robes, like they could do this. It's like, God, God, he's gone. God is yeah. dead. God is dead. This book will be full of like references to famous. It'll be like the Milgram experiment, like yeah. reference. Oh, like I've, I've already skipped. Room. I've already skipped some of those. Like, I mean, he talks and he like, he likes to name drop shit. Like he talks yeah. about, you know, the Frankfurt school and all of this, you know? So, um, so obviously like, sorry, we've only just recovered from the, the horror of care in the community and, yeah. And, I'm still you know, and progress in psychology. Um, said uh, that Scotland's got the highest rate of antidepressant prescriptions in Europe. The cause of this problem lay in the rise of therapy culture and the manufacturing mm. of mental health victims. You see, Isaac, you might not know this, but when one lives in a world which has forgotten God, one <laughs> only has recourse to man as an object. This man and any loves God. Su- and any suffering one encounters has to be faced with resource to amelioration at any cost. So with recourse to amelioration at any cost, which is a sentence that means something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, and yeah. I understand the meaning, and I bet you do as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I tell you what, um, Dr. Bruce, he super does. And imagine, like, again, just... It's like there, there was such a great um, tweet the other day. Um, <laughs> uh, like, I think it might be one of my favorite ever just for the just for the sheer incredible economy of language, which was uh, everyone's favorite Eve Barlow uh-huh. um, had done a tweet about, you know, how the uh, Israel murdered a, a journalist, oh, a Palestinian yeah. journalist. And she said she 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 tweeted saying, you know, oh, the human rights world loves to jump to the conclusions about, you know, Israel doing X, Y, Z. And someone had quoted it saying, positioning myself in opposition to something I call the human, <laughs> the human rights, rights world, world, which is like so, is so really good. good. And like, this is the exact same energy here, yeah. where he starts to sentence by saying, psychic well-being, therefore, became a cult. So <laughs> everyone wanted a piece <laughs> People were obsessed can't with wanting to be well. <laughs> <laughs> a whole industry of saviors was born on offering, quote, trauma-informed healing. Everybody could be identified as having trauma. Yes. What aspect of and, psychiatry, like, what, what part does this professional... Yeah. yeah, like, what... Is he, is he trying to take it down from the inside? Like, he got his doctorate on how to destroy, how to, like, unpack a hundred years of... He works, he works only on the Bader-Meinhof phenomenon. Like, that's the only bit he does. He's he doesn't desperate do to else. find the psychology of how we can ensure that no one could ever forget God. Well, like, it, where is that memory located? Now, now I think it's funny you should say that, because... <laughs> 
because everybody could be identified as having trauma. And in turn, the manufacturing of passive victims became a cultural phenomenon. Nobody can resist such a career path when it's the only solution to a world where God yeah, has she's... been yeah. forgotten. Yeah, no, he has, hasn't he? <laughs> um, so, this now... book is possibly an experiment. Like, I think he might be... <laughs> It's got the vibe of like Darren Brown sort of slipping things into a conversation. Like, I will now never forget God. And I guess in that sense, Dr. Bruce has I been successful. I couldn't if I tried. Yeah. Honestly. Like, like don't think of an elephant kind of yeah. vibe. Yeah. Now, um, we're near the end of the of the preface. You'll mm-hmm. be probably disappointed to know. Um, but there are a couple more things. Now, here's some other things that he uh that he's annoyed about. Um well, actually, let's do a kind of almost like a checklist. See if is there anything that hasn't come up so far that you think might? Um, well, I'm sort of expecting uh, some kind of attack on like on on multiculturalism um, mm. to become a bit more prominent because yep. he says God, and I know I know which one he means. I think we all do, uh, and yeah, I wonder yeah. if he's going to think that certain certain bad faith actors are standing in the way of remembering the right God. Um, (laughs) And yeah, so I would expect there to be some kind of like Islamophobic kind of undertone. Mm. I'd probably expect a little bit more about, they, they just love the idea of, of, you know, the humanity is ruining everyone's access to, to becoming the person that they should be. So like some more like STEM, STEM, uh, STEM baby shit, like somewhere, I don't know. Uh, you'll be pleased to know that, like, somehow, uh, I'm fairly certain that in this preface, at least, he does manage to avoid the Islamophobia. Um, that's good. I guess however, that's more of a chapter two thing. On your second count, like, you will all be very pleased to know that there there is another mention of of <gasps> cultural Marxism, mm, yeah, yeah. which is basically, you know, that's like that's an anti-Semitic way of saying teaching English. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's an anti-Semitic way of saying the humanities. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, now the next one, you you sort of failed to mention this one, although I suppose it could come under the anti multiculturalism uh, angle that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, ironically, the aforementioned burgeoning mental health industry rose in tandem with an increase in male suicide rates. Oh yes, especially amongst young men, aided and, abet- aided and abetted by anti. Uh, and then, okay, so there's an interesting use of brackets here, which he is he's, he's done to avoid. Um, making the racism obvious oh okay okay right see now if if he just said anti-white yeah like that's plain as day yeah no one could confuse that but what he's done instead is he said anti brackets often white Mm. close brackets men and boys agenda right yeah yeah yeah. often is the difference between you know going racism and going full clan and just being one of the one of the great authors yeah, it's it's the difference between racism and, and what we might call uh, legitimate concerns. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The mainstream media and social media were awash with the pernicious narrative of toxic masculinity, yeah. of how men and boys were intrinsically flawed, and how their masculine essence needed to be rooted out and changed to become more feminine. They're gonna in chapter five. They're gonna come out with a new government mandated type of kilt that doesn't let you manspread. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's got it's like really an iron tight. bar in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, bearing the banner of desiring equality, in reality, it became a war against men and boys. A veritable game of top trumps on any issue, 
from wages to sexual pleasure. The mm. twisting of words to fit statistics. Uh, sorry, the twisting of words and statistics to fit any feminist narrative. The gender became pay almost, gap. Became almost an art form. And it led to mass unconscious incorporation of believing the lie without question that men and boys were bad, toxic, and that women were victims. And that God yeah. was not there. God, God had indeed <laughs> been forgotten. Um, this is so- funny, isn't it? Because like... Uh, at some point, if you were someone who sort of held this worldview that, you know, mm. everything's going to shit because of the left, essentially, is what this all boils down to, right? Because yeah. of projects in varying forms which seek to to sh- make the world a bit nicer for more people. Um, well, yeah, but like it's at wild, the expense of, of decency and At the expense culture. of yeah, Dr. Yeah. Bruce and his, yeah. and, his marital integrity and, and, indeed, <laughs> and his ability to see and, his kid. Unless we forget God. <clears throat> yeah, oh, and God. I did forget. Yeah. I fucking did forget. That's on me. If you were writing all of this from that position and you sort of read it back to yourself and you were like, I've written all of this in a fictional story. Like it's, it's written in that weird tense where like it had all of this, like it's yeah. sort of fake history. Like at some point, would you not be like, it's like okay, it's, yeah, it's, none it's of this the, has happened. Yeah. None of it, it at all. It, it's got the, it had, does have the, uh, the cadence of a twilight zone introduction, isn't it? Yeah. Scotland, 2050. <laughs> and the thing about Rod Serling is when he would be like, and there was a special kind of alien that was chasing men around the, f- the swamp. He, he wasn't he then the, mad about the thing he just made up in no, real life. He was like, the fuck, trans- <laughs> fucking alien. Yeah, it turned out the trans people have banned all sorts of things. Just like, <laughs> Whereas this guy is just, he is just doing the you? thing of making up things to be mad making about. Making up a guy, yeah, to be furious about. It's really, really silly. Now, another thing that you failed to predict, Isaac, that I think you'll be I thought phones yourself. phones was another one I was going to suggest might be in there at some point. Phones? Like, oh, what, know, like phones are bad? Everyone's on their phones too much. But I think that's probably captured under the pornography Isaac, angle. You've, you've missed the wood for the trees. Alongside oh. these issues was the thorn of free speech. Oh, yeah, well, of course. It became almost impossible <laughs> to speak about these issues in a critical way. You couldn't way. publish bullshit self-published books about <laughs> Scottish gulags. <laughs> Without being laughed at for being backward, for being a bigot or fascist or phobic of some kind, which is a great, <laughs> great phrase. A fascist or phobic. A deep paralysis crept into the psyche of peoples. Whoa, peoples. Uh, yeah, peoples. Wow. A darkness that, uh, just dropping this in again, Solzhenitsyn experienced in his home country of Russia during In the only time. book I've ever read. Yeah. <laughs> in the only book I've ever read. Solzhenitsyn raved against trans culture <laughs> and the scourge of in gender ideology. page book about a Russian man in prison. <clears throat> I mean, if you read between the lines. <laughs> it's all about my wife taking the kids and, and, and the kids, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Um, for example, one, uh, one was one politically correct? Was one being inclusive and diverse enough in one's thinking? And was one assessing the risk about certain issues enough? Like all of these certain things, are just issues. like was, <laughs> what a boring phrase. Like was all this is like was someone thinking before they spoke? Was mm. someone considering others? Were they looking both ways before crossing the road? No. Now you. Now here you go. You you were you were right uh, again. As a barometer of the times, social media was extremely informative. Oh, not people were wary in person of saying the wrong thing or were blatantly frightened of. But online, I'll use one star justice. reviews about my book. <laughs> <laughs> but the cowards refused to come to my house and fight me. <laughs> 
Scarily, it went in the other direction. Some people openly defended the destruction of the biological unity of the family, killing children at nine months gestation, championing puberty blockers and invasive surgical procedures for children to change sex, teaching about pornography to children in schools, burning books written by white men, white guilt, toxic masculinity, and the demonization of men and boys. We didn't start the fire. (laughs) (laughs) J.K. Rowling. (laughs) It was like the bullies had taken over the world. And if one put up a fight, one quickly found out that the authorities were on the side of the bully. Wow, so you said bullies and then bully. That's good. That's elegant. Yeah. Um, That's someone who's never, like, looked at anything that happened in the world. Yeah. yeah. Um, This was amply demonstrated by campaigns to stop sending women to prison for committing crimes, brackets, even though women comprised only 5% of the prison population right. by not treating criminals as criminals, but by treating them as victims of childhood adversity as mm-hmm. if the casualty for individual cases could be shown. And by allowing an obnoxious, vacuous social justice discourse reign without let or hindrance, which was as godless as they come. <laughs> if one challenged this discourse, ridicule was the main remedy. Oh no, not ridicule. Yeah. No. That's, that's that's what they have in gulags, isn't it? They're famously they're just yeah. penned in by ridicule. If you try and if you try and eat enough food or leave, they just laugh at you until you stay. They do a very they do a very mean satirical oh, cartoon oh, about you. Want, you. you, you want get more bread. You get lampooned in the <laughs> gulag newspaper. <laughs> um, then we have we, there are three paragraphs left, and the first two of those paragraphs each starts with. Uh, fucking the, what, some of the most incredible sentences of all time. Okay, the penultimate uh, this this anti penultimate paragraph starts with obviously there was the COVID nineteen thing <laughs> with thing in quotation marks a great opportunity for those in power to accelerate. But now this their is in the past. Now this is in the real past. Like he's just sort of commingling like things yeah. that have happened. Like is this not supposed to be from the perspective of someone in twenty fifty charting yeah. how we got to twenty fifty? Yeah. So what would like why would you be talking about fictional developments and then fleshing well, because, in because obviously those fictional developments were the result of the power the accelerated power grab from, did the covid-19 did the pandemic yeah. like advance the, the aims that's of exactly what it was I it was see, it, it was a political overreach to usher in a globalist technocratic totalitarianism a global panopticon where ordinary people became livestock oh i see and we forgot you probably God. forgot you probably forgot when they that. give you when they gave you the vaccine i noticed that one of the side effects right at the bottom was like you might forget about jesus christ you might message. forget about the panopticon yeah then we're so we're coming now into the summary and i think it i think it begins helpfully because you know sometimes when you read a text as vast as broad as sweeping yeah, yeah. Uh, as this it's as just this so preface um it's easy to forget the details and it's easy to forget the little things so um it's nice to have those things sort of summed up for you so as he says here um ultimately comma god had been forgotten <laughs> <laughs> and, cons- and consigned whatever you're called and consigned to the historical dustbin this was the wow. ultimate objective the cultural marxist war on the west why it drove people underground some were driven underground to hide which is great others, others <laughs> okay. were driven underground because they they, they were all fetishists <laughs> others were driven there by public shaming and quasi juridic oh my god juridical process where Mm -hmm. witch hunts and lynch mobs did the master's bidding whoa this is the background the scene is set which frames the stories from the gulag caledonia this is a possible story about scotland it's not a dystopian future 
in a time not long from here. That is amazing. Time not long from here, not now, is a very like incredibly yeah. funny and stupid thing to say. It's I owe to be a fly in the wall when when Sarah Scott finally like had enough, packed her bags, took the kids, and and was like on her way out. Like, and I'm gonna make sure that neither of them remember God not <laughs> one time in their life. And it's um, like stuck with him forever. It's so funny because like he he this is this you know. I don't want to be a cynic, but it does feel like a bit of projection on just his part. Just a touch. But it's just very funny that it being projection is just like when she does eventually take him to court for official custody, this preface is all she needs to submit. Yeah. <laughs> like that's it. Honestly, and he's done any, himself. Even the, most, even the most reactionary of judges will immediately grant the custody. Yeah. Uh, and rightly so. And right for sure. Um, well, so yeah, we'll hear more from Dr. Bruce Scott and David and the, and the realm of Gulag Caledonia in and the Wokarati. That's oh, very exciting. What a tease. Couple of weeks and we'll be back at it. Now, first piece of news before we dive back in. We've reached 50%. Thank you. Woo! I'd like to thank Here my parents. Here we go. <laughs> um, and at once I feel a sense of glee to have made it this far, but now I realize that there's as far still to go. So, you know, it's a, a mixed blessing. Yeah. The let's not fuck around. The, here's the riddle. Recast the foul, restore his ending. Andy's first fate still needs mending. It's gone for a kind of like, uh, it's got a sort of mischievous rhyme yeah. scheme. here. <laughs> Recast uh-huh. the foul, restore his ending. Andy's first fate still needs mending. <laughs> what am I? It's got, Answer yeah, like, me these riddles three. Yeah, and the other naughty, side naughty gremlin vibes. Yeah. <laughs> Andy is spelled A-N-D-I-E, which is going to be very important. Stop. Um, now, here is a little game we can play where we wonder, is Ernest Klein like, to what extent is the self-awareness about to be demonstrated? Because what happens here, Shoto locks in on a couple of, well, a few theories. Andy's first fate, Shoto repeated. Wasn't Andy the name of Kerry Green's character in The Goonies? They, they That one gets ruled out. Okay. No, it turns uh, out sorry, that was spelled I, A-N-D-Y. I know that, I, sorry, I know I did an intake of breath, but I, I was about to say... You knew, you were like, no, no, how no, could he have made that error? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly, thank you. So A-N-D-I-E is like, they're like, like Andy McDowell? Um, oh shit, maybe the next shard is on the planet Punk Saturni. I used to go there every Groundhog Day too. And then Shota's like, hold on. And he's like, you know, they're in a kind of flow state. He's yeah. like, hold on. And, and this. Andy McDowell also started yes, Greystoke, and- The Legend of Tarzan in 1984. But the director hired Glenn Close to loop all of her dialogue because he didn't like her southern accent. Do you think that could be what We Cast the Foul Restore's ending is reference to? Maybe that film had an alternate ending. Wait, are we talking about the movie where Connor McLeod plays Tarzan, H said, directed by the cat who made Chariots of Fire? That's the one. And they're just going crazy. The cat? Yeah, I... I don't know directed why that's the, come back in. Hey, wasn't that directed by the Academy Chariots of Fire? <laughs> <laughs> guys, guys, guys. I tell it, you, there was some broads in that movie. Wade is like, enough, like, shut the fuck up. I signaled a timeout with my hands. Come on, you're really reaching. Do you seriously believe the third child's hiding place is somehow connected to Andy McDowell or Tarzan? Neither one's mentioned in the Almanac or in any of the books I've read about Kira's life. Now, pause for a moment, because what I thought when I read that was like, is this Ernest, is this Ernest kind of lampooning his own style where normally the first thing they think of is not only correct, but mm-hmm. might also not be evidenced yet in anything, but they're yeah. going to discover it within one sentence. Oh, but wait, on the secret appendix 4C, oh, he does say These Tarzan. pages were stuck together. I've been yeah. jacking it to his description of Kira. Like what he has described here 
the kind of uh, vitriol and the like the ridicule that's coming from Wade. It's yeah. tripping with like, come on, you're really reaching. You fucking like the don't. whole the whole story is is based on reaches. That don't be a are fucking mug all your life, says says Wade. And it's just it's kind of crazy. Like either this is a good kind of meta joke from Klein, where he's like, look, lol, I know that I do this all the time, and and this is exactly how the story is held together by <laughs> making ridiculous connections that are hundred percent of the time right. Or he doesn't let like I think it's actually this. This one's wrong because another character came up with it. But if Wade had yeah. said it was this, it would have been that. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. He he. Listen. One of the clues was already found out by some fucking woman who lived in a in a slum who he had to pay a billion dollars to. He can't he can't afford another L like someone else coming up with the answer before yeah. him again. Like that's it. Like the it's the ultimate shame because Wade is he's a he's a white guy, right? Yeah, as far as I know. Yeah, he's a white guy. He's the one who's got to... And he's very rich. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a very rich, rich white guy, so he has to solve it. Um. So, look, they they throw that aside. They're like... they H and Shoto are, are f- fair enough, kind of deflated by the whole thing. They're like, oh, that's that's a bit sad, what, the way we just got shouted down by the boss. I was still mulling that over. Okay, sorry, specifically what he's mulling over. He's, he's thinking about these, like times he's possessed Kira and he's like what is that because it you remember at the beginning he described all these different annoyingly termed like there were there were the memory ones there were the sims there was the wreck yeah yeah like all of this bullshit he's like it's none of those basically so what was it and and here is a great example of uh kind of call and response question answer no time to allow it to seep in or for us to think about it so what had I just experienced I was still mulling that over when my brain produced a match for the name Andy. And so now he's solved who Andy is. It's Andy Walsh, which is Molly Ringwald's character in Pretty in Pink. And we know that they're going to have to go to the John Hughes planet um, very soon. The John really Hughes cool. planet. Can I just say, <laughs> that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in a movie. <laughs> like, no, no, no. Come on. That is it. the stupidest thing You get to play Ferris Bueller. You get to play Home Alone the, there. The very idea Breakfast that... Club? The John Hughes planet. <laughs> it's the called John, Sherma. The, the John Hughes planet. Yeah, yeah it's really Stop good. this. Pretty in Pink had a different ending originally where Andy ended up with Ducky instead of Blaine. Remember? Oh, who could forget? And like, Artie did an essay about it, Art, Art 3 Miss, in Artie's Missives. And then they're just like lolling about that. Like, oh my God, she's such a dork. Artie's Missives? Yeah, I don't know why. Artemis, <laughs> she, it was one of her many treaties. <laughs> yeah. Artemis appears and uh, grins at them, admiring our old school Gunter attire. And then she does a snap and a twirl. And now she's in her old Gunter attire, <laughs> which is described in extreme detail, but I don't want to know about wait, it. Wait, 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 wait. Hang, hang, hang on. Go on. So she's back in. She's back in temporarily, so, but remember she can go in and out. Oh, because it's only the Oni. Sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. That, okay, uh, she, my bad. The reason she bad. jumped out was to get to a new hiding place as well. Was to jump out of a plane. Yeah. Well, and also to avoid, well, not uh, to actually not avoid a plane crashing into yeah. her, but to get medical treatment. Yeah. Um, here's a horrible sentence. So Wade is looking at his ex-girlfriend now dressed in like the outfit her avatar wore when they fell in love. And he says, seeing her dressed like that again brought back a flood of old feelings and long suppressed memories. They left me feeling momentarily lightheaded, which is a, a phrase I know. And then followed by one I don't. And weak hearted. Weak dash hearted. That's that's just medical. That's not like Yeah. <laughs> I think normally when you feel like great passion, your heart feels stronger than ever. In, yeah. That's my experience. Um 
there's our girl back in uniform, H said, and they did a double high five, which is very cool. Whoa. And then you'll remember we had that question of like mulling over, huh, what is all this memory? Not to cut the celebration short, I said, but I think I may have figured out what the siren's soul is and why Arg refused to give it to Anorak. We're about to get a big revelation. <gasps> Would you be interested in in predicting it at all or should we just get straight into it? Um, he's going to say that the Keep siren's... in mind, the siren's soul is going to account for what is happening in these weird m- memories as well. The siren's soul is it's it's like they call it the god cock block oh and it's what it is is it's like this uh it's it's like the holy spirit you know the trinity yeah yeah. well there's the father now that's there's god God. there's jesus and there's moses and then there's g and they all shake hands now you see you've got it you've got it all wrong there's god there's jesus now they both you've got kind of some idea of what they sort of look like but then there's this thing the holy spirit mysterious and the siren shard is basically the holy spirit of stopping mark rylance from fucking this girl Mm, i mean it is exactly that imagine yes (laughs) now they wade poses a question to the group he's doing a cool thing here where um for the first time in the whole book i guess klein is is thinking about pacing and thinking about you know this has been the central mystery find seven shards of the siren's soul and so he's not just normally wade would just say Oh, I've just realized what it is. Here's what it is. But this time he's going to draw out a tad. Only only five lines, but it's at least <laughs> it's at least a little bit more than we used to. He's 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 50% of the way in. He's figured he's it's time off. to address he's, the yeah, story. <laughs> um so he's like blah blah blah. Um let me ask you a question. Why do you think Halliday called it the Siren Soul? And then Shoto's like, "Oh, it's because of that D&D character that Kira had that was called Lucosia, who is one of the sirens in Greek myth." Mm. Correct, I said. So, if Kira's the siren and the seven shards are fragments of her soul, siren fragments and soul all had scare quotes around them, which I really like. What does Anorak assume will happen when we put those pieces back together? When we once again make the siren whole? Art three miss looked back over at me. "Holy shit, Wade," she muttered. "You don't think?" I nodded. Anorak doesn't think that the siren soul is a magical artifact named after Kira, I said. He believes it is her, an AI copy of Kira, just like Anorak is a copy of Halliday. Come on, ZH said, that's impossible. I thought so too, I replied. But there is no other explanation for what I've been experiencing. And that is as, oh, about as that's much good. detail that as That is as much reason. Now, here's <clears throat> my question. Go on. Now, here's my question. Um, you were blown away, first of all, just to check in sorry i was so bored because i think we will probably assume that was what it what it was mm. but anyway um what i was gonna say was that if this is the case yeah. why did he set it up as a big riddle rather than just putting them together who halliday yeah i guess he, yeah well we don't know i guess there must have okay. been a reason that he wanted it not to happen like maybe it was probably know. one of those um it's probably one of those good reasons like at the end in that last second it just didn't work yeah yeah possibly. yeah, yeah. It could be that they didn't have the technology to bring her back properly yet, and she had to stay in fragments or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, it, it, what if what if it was because he was simply incapable of beating Ninja Sega? <laughs> yeah. So H uh, pops off about Halliday. She's like, "What the fuck? What what is he doing? There's no way he could have convincingly recreated all of her memories. He didn't know anything about women. He was a self obsessed sociopath, <laughs> incapable of feeling empathy for anyone else, especially Kira." And Wade says, I had to bite my tongue to prevent myself from leaping to Halliday's defense. The man had been far from perfect, but he'd given us our entire world. 
sociopath didn't just seem harsh, but downright blasphemous. Quite a similar tone to Dr. Mm. Bruce. So you're saying Wade doesn't believe women? Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay, that is cool, the vibe. Cool. Um, now, the someone raises a question of sort of technicality here. There's like, but what you're suggesting can't be possible, Z. The Oasis neural interface didn't exist back in the 80s when Kira was a teenager. So he's like, how could they have got, you know, how could they have made this AI version? And and Wade says, I know, it doesn't jibe with the official timeline, but no one was better at keeping secrets than Halliday. And that's as much as we get. Again, that's very also, good. No, ha- every secret Halliday's had, he seems to have written down uh, and or made the subject of a worldwide treasure hunt. Which <laughs> that secret. Yeah. So I just don't accept that characterization of him. Oh, there's got to have been a couple. There's got to have been a couple. Now it gets pretty murky here because you remember that this Ooh. chapter started with that, that cock blockery yeah. um, and a kind of like, I don't know, a sort of latent inceldom from Halliday. Well, mm. try this on for size. What they realize is that Kira would never have allowed Halliday to, I guess, kind of image her whole consciousness no, to make a, a digital version because she'd I've know heard, he was going to fuck very it. normal. Yeah, she'd yeah, know yeah. that Halliday would be cyberjacking himself, Dicking down twenty four seven. So maybe Halliday figured out a way to scan Kira without her or Og realizing it. I swallowed as I realized what I was about to say. Halliday was obsessed. He knew he could never have the real Kira, so he decided to make a copy of her for himself. Hold up, H interjected. Kira was madly in love with Og, so why would he want to make a copy of her? If it was a true copy, it wouldn't love him either. I know, I said, but the copy would also never grow old or die, I added. Maybe Halliday thought he could convince it, her, to fall in love with him over time. It would would never get old or die, and that guy had a sick fetish where all he wanted was to be rejected forever. (laughs) But what a, what an absolute madness of a plan they're, they're revealing this yeah. to be about. I nodded. I was starting to feel sick to my stomach, like I just learned my childhood idol and hero had been a serial killer in his spare time. He had robes that let him perv on everyone <laughs> that you yourself used. How is anyway, this a surprise? We can't linger on that too long because there's five more shards to find. Oh, Artemis's shard, a smile vanished. She replaced it with a fiercely competitive scowl that I recognised from the days of Halliday's contest. She called this putting her game face on. Oh, which is just, oh, that's I just knew just that, she inv- yeah. phrase that she invented. Hey, yeah. Wade, I've coined something. I want to try it on with you. So, she said, turning to face me, lay it on me, Ace. Where are we headed? Your old stomping grounds, I replied. Shermer, Illinois end of chapter so next chapter we're going to be on the planet Shermer, which is the fictional town in illinois where all of the john hughes verse takes place and i think you're going to love it big time i've already read the first page and let me just pre-warn you reference to plenty it's irreverent it's oh that's my favorite of the netflix adjectives yes oh that's Um, great news so it's a huge chapter. I mean, there's a there's almost too many revelations for any one of them to 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 make me feel anything or, or care. Yeah, yeah, to be relevant to me or yeah. my life or or my emotional well being, yeah. which is cool. I think that's a device. That's I think that's good. like yeah. its own sort of thing. It's because it must be overwhelming in the moment and to, to focus on all of these things happening over and over too again. Too many, too many. Um, now speaking of lots of things happening over and over again, we stream, don't we, over on Twitch? Oh, we do. Over Why don't you tell people about that? It's over at twitch.tv slash shame city. Or if you like things like a little quirky, a little like backwards, if you're like, if you're like Jim Carrey's character from the mask, Oh my God. You know, somebody stop him. Um, then you might go to shame.city slash Twitch, which is like, and it'll get you there. You go to the same place. We're there Monday to Thursday, mostly nine ish to 11 ish. 
yeah. on those Sometimes days. longer. It's good. We're doing all sorts. We've been doing crypto crosswords. We've got puzzle games. We've got indie games. We've got yeah. Pokemons. We've got all sorts happening over there. We also do another podcast. Let me tell you, if you like hearing about the toilet, that's the podcast for you. It's called yeah. That's a Shame. I've got a topic for everywhere. our next episode as well, which I just want, I'm just going to tease here. Yeah. Has some, it, it really delves into the kind of experience Wade would be having as he jumped into all these bodies. I'll, oh, I'll leave it that's there. That's great. I'm excited for that. So there you go. Like a little tease of that, that you can find that that's a shame. That's everywhere that you can get podcasts. Yeah. Pretty much everywhere that you can get podcasts. All the best places. Um, or you can just head to the website, shame.city for all of our stuff. Um, if you like our things, you can also head to discord. Yeah. Slash discord where there's lots of lovely people having a lovely time. Lots of chats, lots of, lots of fun content that we find from and collate from all over. Yeah, it's really good. Tim Berners-Lee's internet. His big web. That's, um, that's, that's all the main ones. I think we've got a Twitter, Shame City Gang, or Big Bad Books. Or and we've also but... got a Patreon where we do a, an, a sort of a more improvised, a more freeform mm. show than the obviously very meticulously planned one yeah. that you've just yeah, heard yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, called Cups. That's patreon.com slash shame city. We Lots take of on the role of five creator months. rather than critic in that one. And yeah, that's a really exactly. nice reversal. We put, our, yeah, we put ourselves on the line. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, to create amazing art every week. Now, until the next episode, um, and it's going to be a fun one. Let me just tell you, we look forward to Shermer, Illinois. Yeah. I've been Isaac. You've been. I've been Declan. Don't forget about God. Don't get in the gulag. Oh.